give somebody a high five and tell them that Jesus is alive. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter number 3. We're going to read from verse 7 to 11. Philippians chapter 3 from verse 7 to verse 11. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, from whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable or conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Hallelujah. If you're looking for a subject title for this short sermon, is operating in the power of God. Hallelujah. Operating in the power of God. Listen, we as Christians are supposed to operate in the power of God. Not in the knowledge of God only. Hallelujah. The Bible says that knowledge puffs up. Knowledge will make you seem important. But what makes knowledge excellence, excellent is the power behind the knowledge. Am I making sense to somebody? It's the power of God behind the knowledge of God that works excellence. And that is what makes us as Christians effective. Without the power of God, we might as well pack our bags and go home. Hallelujah. You see, Brother Paul, who wrote this letter, was saying that I used to be affluent. I used to be one of the elites in society. But everything that I gained, I counted loss. So that I may have excellence of knowledge. But the excellence of knowledge of Christ, for whom I have suffered all things, is nothing. Because I want to be found in him. And if I'm going to be found in him, then I want to know him. Amen. And the power of his resurrection... You know, it was believed that the power that raised Christ from the dead was the most potent of all powers. Because if you would agree with me, Satan thought that he had conquered Jesus. That is God made flesh. And that was the ultimate victory for Satan. Are you with me? If we believe what the Bible says, that there was war in heaven, 
and Satan was able to influence one third of the host of heaven towards himself, against God. And Michael and his angels fought to overpower Satan and not only that, to cast him down. And they said that now salvation has come. Because in heaven, the disturber of the peace has been sat. Then he went on to say that woe to the earth. Because the accuser, Satan, has been released onto the earth. And he has come with vengeance because he has lost. So he is now very wild. He wants to make sure that he avenges his defeat. And now, God has come in the form of mere men. And Satan is stronger than any man. So all he had to do was to put his, his energies together and his, uh, um, uh, his uh, people and his uh, agents to work away so that Satan would defeat Jesus. Because the Bible says that if Satan knew what was in the mind of God, they would not, he would not have crucified the king of glory. Am I making sense to somebody? But he did not know. So when he got Jesus and he was able to put him in the death and he has the key of death and hell, the grave. The, the Bible says he, he thought that he had conquered and put in prison the king of glory. Hallelujah. But the Bible says that Jesus made the captivity captive. He arrested the jailer. He arrested the jailer and he imprisoned the prison warden and he took the keys of death. He took the keys of the grave and hell and he rose up with all power. So the resurrection of Jesus was the most potent power. Because now, you see, in, in heaven, God had an advantage. Because he is the creator of heaven and the earth. Heaven is his throne. That's where he lives. So he had an advantage there. Now, he has come to the earth. Satan has come to the earth. And see, when God created Adam, he gave all the power on the earth to Adam. So Adam has all power, all dominion on earth. Are you, are you understanding? Are you following the reasoning? So now that the power is with Adam, Satan, all he had to do was trick Adam and take the power. And he did that, took the power. So Satan has power. Already he's been on earth long. And now he has the all power and dominion which was from heaven has been released to him. And God has come in the form of man which is a minus for heaven because he is stronger. Satan is stronger than any man. So he is able, he has been able to capture him. 
put him in, on the, in the grave. And then Jesus rises up, imprisons him. I, I, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Can you imagine like a flyweight rises up and beats a heavyweight? I, I, you get a flyweight. Do you know what a flyweight is? Paperweight beats a heavyweight and takes the keys or the title. So Paul is saying that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, which is the ultimate power. If I can know him and know that power, I can operate in that power. And see, that power is available because when he rose in, in 1 Corinthians 4, I, I, he said that he, he led the captivity captive and he gave the, to men first apostles, evangelists, uh, pastors, teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Is it Ephesians 4? Are you getting what I'm saying? He, he, he actually made that power available to us. He didn't take the power to heaven. So that power is here on earth. It's available. I said that power is available. The problem we have as Christians is that we don't tap into that power. We don't tap into it. In, in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says that Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, but you shall receive what? You shall receive what? You shall receive what? Is this the same power that rose Christ from the dead? Is this the same power that Christ rose up with? He says that that power I'm not taking to heaven, but I'm releasing it for you. And you shall receive power to be the power when the Holy Ghost comes and you will be witnesses unto me. You know, sometimes as, as teachers and, and preachers, we, we say that that power is for witnessing. But the original language, that power is not just for witnessing. That power is a witness. There's a difference. The power for witnessing is one thing. The power as a witness is another thing. Am I making sense? The, the power as a witness is a power to show that you are of God. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you are supposed to exhibit the power that Christ exhibited on the earth. Hallelujah. And that power is not reserved for in any exclusive club. It is not reserved for the pastor, pastors and the bishops and the archbishops. No, no, no. It is reserved for any and everyone who believes. Hallelujah. He says that you shall receive power. It's, it's so amazing that as Christians, we are not, we don't have any problem receiving the power of the manifestation of speaking in tongues. We don't have any power, any, any, any argument against that. We, we will pray in that. It's, it's okay. But the power to lay our hands on the sick and the sick recover. The power to cast out demons. No, no. It's like we don't exhibit that because we don't want to go there. Hallelujah. How many understand what I'm saying? We don't want to go there because we feel that that thing is reserved. But if Christ was a man, 
and he operated in these powers, then we can operate in those powers. Oh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. If Christ was a man, he became, the Bible said, he, he took the form of mere men. Isn't it? He took the form. He, he humbled himself and took the form of a man. A mortal person. Weak. And yet, he operated the power of God. See, the power of God in Christ, if you like, was the power that rose Lazarus from the grave. It was the power that made him feed the 5,000 men. Same power. Which means that we can have that power. We have the same power. and we can, You see, power is one thing. Operating power is another thing. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. You can have power and not use it. How many have seen, not in this country, but there are some countries, policeman is beaten. How many have, have seen or heard of it before? I've seen it in two different countries. I don't know, but I've seen it in two different countries. They have the power, but sometimes they don't operate in that power because even they themselves, they know that what they are doing is not lawful. They know they are corrupt, so they, they allow themselves to be beaten. Hallelujah. <laughs> but Luke 4.14. When he was baptized, the Bible said, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And the news of him spread around. I pray that the power of God will be released unto you today. That you will leave this place. In the power of the Spirit of God. When he ministered as a minister, as a teacher, as a pastor, he ministered in Mark 5.30, he said that he ministered so much power that people just touched him. They touched his clothes and they were healed. Amen. In Luke 5.17, the Bible says that he did not teach like the Pharisees taught but he taught as one who had authority, who had power, who had exousia. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. And the funny thing is that that power in 1 Corinthians 1.23, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block, to the Greeks, foolishness. But to those of us who are called, both Greeks and Jew, Jews and Greeks, Christ is what? The power and the wisdom of God. He is the power. He is the wisdom of God. And that power is available. I said that power is available. That power is the same power that rose Christ. And the same power that was released in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says that they received power. And the sign of the power was the speaking of unknown tongues. It's amazing how we speak in tongues as Christians, but don't operate the power. Ask your neighbor, are you a suspect? And what did they say? Ask them, why don't you operate in the same power as Jesus Christ? 
Why, oh, why, superfly? What did they say? No answer. Ask them. If Jesus healed the sick, how many sick people have you healed? Ask them. Ask them. I'm serious. If Jesus rose the, raised the dead, how many dead people have you risen? If people touched Jesus' clothes and they were healed, how many people have touched you and died? Am I talking to somebody? Can I suggest to you that the reason why power doesn't seem to flow through us is because we don't attempt to release and exercise that power. It's not that the power is not available. It's just that we fail to use it and exercise it. You see, anything grows. Anything See, you'll never know how strong you are until you exercise. See, if you're going to be able to lift two, 20 kilos on each bar, you don't start from day one and lift 20 kilos or 50 kilos. How many understand what I'm saying? If you go, you know that deadlift, dead weight, you have to lift it. If you just go and you try to pick something, that thing can crush you. <laughs> How many have done weights before? Give me a wave. Yeah, yeah. You see, you start gradually. I say you start gradually. Maybe you start with five kilos on each bar. You lift it a little bit. Or 2.5, 2.5, you lift it a bit. Five kilos, then you go to 10. Then you go to 15 kilos. And the more you lift the more you exercise your muscles and the more of the exercise of the muscles that you have, the stronger you become uh, to be able to attack heavier weights. In the same way, the power of God operates the same, the same way. You've got to start with something small. One kilo, one kilo. Somebody says, I have a headache in my stomach. You pray for them. Are you with me? They, as you go on, the, the, the more you do it, the more you exercise your faith. And the more you exercise your faith, the more you believe yourself. Because faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence that we haven't seen as yet. But you see, the more we exercise, the more we believe is there. And the more we believe, the more power we receive. And the more power we receive, the more we believe that is there. Am I making sense? The, the reason is because we don't exercise. It's not that the power is, is not there, but we don't exercise it. And in, the, in a funny way, the church today has corrupted even the power of God so that the pastors have just taken over and, 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 and segregated the power of God for themselves so that if you want power, come to me. If you want a hand laid on you, come to me. If you want a healing, come to me. If you want deliverance, come to me. If you want anointing, come to me. No, but that power was for everybody. It is not for an exclusive club. 
It is to show I disbelieving world that there is a God and we are witnesses of that God. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you will be a witness that you are one of mine. Beloved, now are we ambassadors of Christ. If you are an ambassador of Christ, you must exhibit the power that of the kingdom that you represent. Hallelujah. From today, begin to exercise your healing gifts. I say begin to exercise your deliverance gifts. Uh, some people are asking the question, Pastor, are you sure? <laughs> Have you forgotten the sons of Skiva? <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't start with 50 kilos. You may kill yourself. <laughs> you know, when, when we, were, we were much younger, we used to do very bold things, you know. We go to some village and we say, bring all the witches to the crusade today. And I was only 14 years. <laughs> All the witches will be healed today. One day I remember, went to the Boston, you know Boston, what do you call it, Juvie? The juvenile went to, to do a program. I must have been 13 or 14. And went to do this program, you know, preaching young people. And said, come for deliverance. And they came. Oh, this boy, I'll never forget, came to stand there. And I was going to lay my hands on the guy. Came, today I'm going to deliver you in the name of Jesus. I put my hand on the guy's head. Have you ever put your hand on a hot iron before? No, 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 I, I kid you not. Know, my hands were in blisters for, for weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm telling you, it was red. And for some reason, I couldn't take my hand off. It was burning and I couldn't take my hand off. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, I think I've told you this story before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you see, I had to call somebody. <laughs> I had to call somebody to come and help me. Yeah. And the person came and the guy was delivered eventually. But, but my, my hand, the blisters told me that it is, you don't go to some places. <laughs> Not yet. Hallelujah. Yeah. But I'm trying to say to you that that power exists. And that power is available. All you have to do, you don't have to be ordained to exhibit that power. You don't have to know all that is in the Bible to ex exhibit that power. Just as you don't have to be ordained to speak in tongues. You don't have to be ordained to, 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 to know what, to be a witness. The same power. You don't need any Ordination. Just try exercising. It's faith. Anyone to us who believe it has been given the power and the wisdom. Wisdom is like that. Wisdom also is the same thing. The more you exercise your wisdom quality, the more wise, wiser you become. 
the more you share with people and encourage, the more God gives you divine wisdom. Anything from God, it starts like a, a trickle. It starts, God never gives anybody a harvest. When the world wanted 8 billion people on the earth, God gave an Adam. And in that Adam was an Eve. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? So you want to affect 8 billion, start with one person. Hallelujah. And the, the second reason is that we don't teach about power enough. So the, fe- the re- first reason why we don't exhibit power is why we don't exercise it. The second reason is that we don't teach it enough. Yeah, we don't teach it. The third reason is that we don't practice what we read. Am I talking to somebody? We don't practice what he says we should do and what he did. In Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus with power. And he went about doing good and healing all. Amen. He anointed him with what? The Holy Ghost and with power. How many have been anointed with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues? So why don't we go about doing good and healing all? Amen. The place is getting quiet. Listen, it starts with just one person. Just one person. Laying hands on one person. Praying for one person. Talking to one person. Advising one person. That is where power starts. It starts with the decision that I am going to operate in the power of God. And that decision brings a test and hunger. How? So let's talk about how. How can we operate the power of God? How can we operate in this power? Hmm. Number one, start with consistent persevering prayer. Remember, the Bible says that Jesus was fasting and praying after he had been baptized. And he came to Galilee with the, in the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Isaiah 64, 1 to 3, the Bible says, Oh, that you may rend the heavens, that you will come down, and the mountains might sh- that the mountains might shake at your presence. As fire burns brushwood, the fire causes water to boil. To make your name known to your adversaries, that the nations may tremble at your presence. And when you did awesome things for which we did not look, you came down the mountain and shook at, and the mountain shook at your presence. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Consistent, persevering prayer. Releases the power of God. Hallelujah. 
Number two, diligent obedience. In Deuteronomy 28, the Bible says that now it shall come to you if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord. To observe, to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord. I want you to look at verse 12. Verse 12. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give you the rain, to give you rain on your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hands. And you shall lend to many nations, but not borrow. Amen. I think the last two days, Pastor Doja has been talking about the openings, opening of heaven to be a witness. You see, power is a witness that God is with you. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Power is a witness that you've been with God. Otherwise, power is not necessary. Are you getting it? And that's why a lot of people try to, to imitate the power of God by going to the occult to get some power to show that they, they are also called by God. Are, are you with me? Because power is a witness that heaven is opened unto you. The power to heal the sick is just a witness that God is with you. Amen. Number two. Number what? Number three. That power comes by the presence of God. So the power is released by righteousness and holiness. Who shall ascend unto the throne of God? Who shall ascend to the hills of his throne? Those who have clean hands. And a clean heart. You see, without clean hands and a clean heart, you can never obey the presence of God. You can never have the presence of God. And when the presence of God is not there, the power is not from God. Because there can be power. But that power comes from somewhere. See, but when the power is real... Your spirit, the spirit of God inside of you will tell you this power is real. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. It takes a clean heart. See, clean heart is different from pretend righteousness. <laughs> to, to clean your heart is, is something that is very difficult. Because to clean your heart means to rid yourself of malice, bitterness, unforgiveness. No, no, to, to rid of yourself constantly. Because constantly in life, people will offend you. Are you with me? To decide to, to you see, a, a, a pastor told me once that, listen, your greatest gift as a, a man of God, your greatest gift, is the cleanliness of your heart. Not in the knowledge of the word you have. Not in the strength of your prayer. But it's in the cleanliness of your heart. And he told them, make sure nobody or nothing affects your heart. So much so that you can't forgive. Nobody or nothing should affect your heart for you to have revenge on your mind. Are you getting it? 
Nobody or nothing should, should make you want to. I'm going to, I'm timing this person. How many have heard that? I'm timing, I'm just waiting. The day they will fall, fall in my trap. You know, that thing, it, it takes the, the presence of God away from you. Hallelujah. So you make sure that you rend your heart. You rend your heart. The Bible says rend your heart. Which means I rid your heart from anything. Any malice. Any unforgiveness. Any, you know, uh, bitterness, vengeance. You know, you know ma machinations and manipulations that I'm going to do something to affect this person. To make this person be seen in a bad light. No, don't have that thing. Because as soon as you have that thing, the presence of God is released away from you. You see, you'll be pretending, you'll be doing all things that you think will bring the presence, but the presence will never come. Because God is very principled. Because otherwise, when that presence of God comes, you become a witch. You know why? Because you use the power and the presence of God to manipulate people and things for your own benefit. A lot of people are operating something, but that looks like the power of God is not. Because it's being manipulated. In the end, they benefit. It's not from God. Hallelujah. So your heart is very, very important. Because that is what releases the presence of God upon your life. Hallelujah. Are you, are you learning something? So number one is what? Number two? Number three? Number four, number four is your giving. Sacrificial giving. Acts chapter 10, you know the story. Cornelius gave to the point that the power to be saved, the power of salvation came to his house. Giving releases the power of God. When Solomon gave crazy giving, the power of God was released. So much so that God appeared to, to, to Solomon and said, Solomon, Solomon, what, 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 what do you want from me? What is it that you want from me? Tell me and I'll do it for you. And he says, all I want is wisdom. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Sometimes our benevolence, our kind-heartedness opens the heavens for us so that the power of God is released. I pray for you and I pray for me that the power of God will be released in our lives. 